is Friday, October 21st here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to a special edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And Jared, late last night, right as we're getting to the end of a game where Andy Dalton blew up all of the props and betting lines by throwing two straight uh, pick sixes, we got big news. The Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers for a pretty good package of draft picks. <laughs> and now because it happened like right on the beginning of a week, week seven, we got to figure out not only the rest of the way, but we got to figure out what to do with all these guys this weekend. So for starters, what are you doing with Christian McCaffrey right now for week seven? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll get more reports on this. You know, we'll get some Sunday morning stuff. I would think, um, you know, Ad, Ad, Adam Schefter said last night, he doesn't expect McCaffrey to play Ian Rapport said McCaffrey quote likely will play and Rapport said expect a red zone package. I don't know where he's getting this from. I don't know if he's already talked to someone with the Niners, but um, yeah, I mean, again, I, I hope we get more info on Sunday morning. Um, it, it'd be surprising if McCaffrey played a lot, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I, I do, my guess is that he's going to play. And then when he's out there, they're going to get the ball in his hands. So I think like he's not a must bench to me, but if I could help it, I would probably try not to use him. Cause I think you're looking at, you know, like a, a handful of touches from, from McCaffrey this weekend. And it's definitely going to be a few days where we really have to parse what we're getting from these reporters. Because what Schefter said last night was it's going to be tough for him to be ready to play Sunday, although he went to Stanford, so he could probably do it. (laughs) I would think that the 49ers are going to be looking to maximize not only their investment, but their offense. I mean, if you have Christian McCaffrey, it would be nice to try to have him be able to play. So I would expect him to be involved in this game somehow. Like you said, We're going to be watching throughout the weekend and see exactly what they say, because we should get a, a, you know, at least a fairly clear picture of what to expect from them. And then we're going to have to judge from those words, like whether we're starting McCaffrey or whether we're starting somebody else. And for a lot of fantasy teams, it's not going to be a, do I start McCaffrey or not? It's going to be, well, who are you balancing him against? Because even a limited McCaffrey is still going to win on upside versus a lot of running backs, especially this week. But there are definitely some that he's, you know, going to make for a a weaker bet, at least for touch certainty then. I mean, this is basically the same situation that Robbie Anderson was in last night, right? Having only a few days with his new team. I do think running back's an easier position to, you know, get settled into. And not that I would know, because I've never been a running back or a wide receiver, but it seems that way. Um, Plus it's Christian McCaffrey. They gave up a lot to get him. Obviously, you know, we, we don't need to get into that. I think they gave up too much for him, but um, and, and it's a big game. You know, the, the, the Niners, you know, need, need to start winning games. Or, or they're in the mix, but it's, you know, it's, it's one of their bigger games of the season against the Chiefs. So again, I, I, I think McCaffrey plays. Um, I don't think he plays a ton. Yeah, we'll keep watching that. Obviously, the other part of that is if he doesn't play, if he does play a limited amount, how much do yeah. other running backs play? So I have a team where I was just. I, I was considering dropping Jeff Wilson for something else. And I was like, well, wait a second. If we don't even know yet for sure whether McCaffrey's going to play, we don't know how much he's going to play. I'm at least going to hang on to Jeff Wilson Jr. this week and see yeah. what we hear about the 49ers going forward. Obviously, it makes him an even weaker bet than he, you know, uh, he was already a little bit questionable as a bet for touches. It makes him even weaker to have McCaffrey there, but we're going to have to wait and see. I, I wouldn't drop Jeff Wilson Jr. yet. If you can help it, there are certainly shallower leagues, you know, 10 team or less where you just go ahead and drop Jeff Wilson. There's probably somebody you can bet on more. Yeah. He's droppable. If there's, there's no way you'd use him this weekend, even if we know McCaffrey isn't going to play. And even then, you know, I, I 
like stashing running backs, like even Wilson. Now he's a handcuff at this point, which is the same thing Elijah Mitchell will be once he's back from his injury. You know, those guys are going to have no standalone value once McCaffrey is fully integrated into the offense. Yeah. And of course that's the other thing is soon we should be getting Elijah Mitchell back. People have been sitting on him in IR spots, waiting for him to come back and reclaim the backfield. That's obviously not going to happen because you don't bring in Christian McCaffrey to work in tandem with Elijah Mitchell. So you're just talking about a handcuff and you're talking about a handcuff in a situation that's probably going to be a committee. If McCaffrey does go down at some point. So I think all of these guys are, holdable at varying levels. I don't think any of these guys behind McCaffrey is a must hold. Yeah, I I agree. They're handcuffs. Debo Samuel, I think is one other guy. You wouldn't normally look at much impact um, Mm -hmm. on a running back trade versus a wide receivers outlook, but Debo Samuel has obviously gotten a lot of rushing usage last year and this year. So, you know, I think there's some natural question on what does McCaffrey's arrival mean for Debo? I looked at the numbers and I, I didn't even realize that his, Rushing has gone down yeah. lately. His carries by week have gone eight, four, five, two, two, two. So it looks to me like the 49ers have gotten Debo from um, a key member of the rushing offense to somebody we'll use if we need to, but we would rather not. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to lose much in the rushing department. You know, they might still get him a carry through game going forward. Now, I think all, all these Niners pass catchers, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, they're going to lose target share. 49ers running back so far this season have combined for 13 targets, a 7% target share. You know, McCaffrey's going to come in here and get 15 to 20% of the targets. And, you know, and that's going to come out of Debo, Ayuk, and Kiddo. So th- those three guys all take a slight hit for me. I, for me, McCaffrey also takes a slight hit. I mean, we assume he's going to get his targets. I have trouble assuming that he's going to go to a team with. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle already entrenched and get the same kind of target share that he did in Carolina. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm afraid of McCaffrey going forward. I do think that I'm knocking him down a couple pegs. And this morning, specifically, I was looking around and I'm going to offer him up to the Cooper Cup team um, because I figure, you know, both of these guys are high end players. Somebody might feel like they're getting an elite running back giving up the elite wide receiver that that's what you have to pay for him. But Cooper cup, but definitely a, a much safer bet to keep what he's been getting going forward. Yeah. I wish I had a hot take on this, but I kind of think it's a lateral move for McCaffrey. I do think he's going to lose volume. So, so far this season in Carolina, 14.2 carries per game. I think that's a number he can probably, and probably will about match in San Francisco. 7.2 targets per game on a 25% target share for McCaffrey in Carolina. I don't think he's going to get seven targets per game. There's just, you try to do the math. There's just not enough to go around. This is not going to be, you know, we, we talked about it yesterday. It's been a balanced 49ers offense since uh, Jimmy Garoppolo took over. I think that'll continue. But I, I don't think there's enough to go around for McCaffrey to get seven targets per game. So volume probably comes down a bit. Efficiency should go up quite a bit though. I mean, obviously a much better offense here in San Francisco than the crap he was playing with in Carolina and in a, much better scheme. So like, I'm excited to see what Kyle Shanahan can do with McCaffrey. So I think, you know, th- this might be McCaffrey's most efficient season to date in San Francisco. So I-, I think that will mostly offset the loss in volume. Yeah, And we're talking about a guy who was averaging 4.6 yards per carry still in a garbage Carolina offense and 8.4 yards per catch. So I-, I agree that there's room for him to get more efficient on that and better scoring efficiency off of that. So I'm not, you know, again, I'm not worried about McCaffrey overall but yeah. you know there there will be some situations where if there's a bit of a dip 
uh, there's a maybe an opportunity to move that for a high end piece again, not selling him for whatever. It's got to be high end coming back. Yeah, I mean the cup deal. I like. I would like if you're just talking straight up running backs. Like I'd I'd rather have Saquon Barkley the rest of the way. I'd, I'd probably rather have Austin Eckler the rest of the way. That's probably it though among running backs. And I I wouldn't trade McCaffrey straight up for Eckler just because we have the rushing workload question on Eckler. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that keeps him from being a safer bet um, for that work going forward. So we're still talking about McCaffrey as a top three, you know, at least a top five. You know, he's he's right in there with those other guys at at running back. What's not going to be a top anything is the Panthers (laughs) backfield with with Christian McCaffrey gone. So the instant question that, you you know, it popped into the draft sharks discord last night, like five minutes after I saw the news of the trade, is it Deontay Foreman or is it Chuba Hubbard? And we've said it before, Jared, what's your answer now that it's actually a question (laughs) that needs to be answered? Well, yeah, I actually had to sit down and do projections for those guys um, after the McCaffrey trade last night. And they, they, you know, I, I, I basically split the work down the middle between them. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if that's the case. That, that's kind of how it's been so far behind McCaffrey. I mean, neither guy has done much. They've actually both played exactly 31 snaps so far this season. But it's been pretty much split. I mean, I think, you know, Hubbard's the only one. that He, he has one target. Foreman has zero. So neither guy's been using the passing game. Foreman has a few more carries than Hubbard. Um, but if it's a split, like ne- neither guy is somebody you're going to want in fantasy lineups in a bad offense. There was even uh, uh, an article from the Associated Press this morning that said uh, Raheem Blackshear, I think that's his name, right? Raheem Blackshear could also get in the mix too. So, you know, you could be talking about a three-man committee here in what's going to be the worst offense in the NFL. The Panthers are now implied for 13.25 points this week. It was 15 before the McCaffrey trade. Now they're at 13.25. It's just, it's just an offense you don't want anything to do with. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, there's always going to be the question, is it Foreman or is it Hubbard? Carolina has gone out of its way this year to say it's both of these guys that you can look at it and say Hubbard was already there. And then they signed Deontay Foreman early in free agency. Yeah, but they did so on a one year, $2 million contract and Hubbard didn't go anywhere. And then they split work between them throughout the preseason. You know, the, the head coach is gone from that version, but there's just nothing to put one of these players ahead of the other Foreman had some nice games for Tennessee last year. Um, Hubbard's only in his second season. So we can look at his disappointment from last year and say, well, he was disappointing. Foreman was good. It should be Foreman. That might end up being the case once it plays out on the field, but it's also Hubbard's second season. Foreman was doing nothing before that. And that was with Tennessee. This is not Tennessee. So my primary answer is don't bet on either of these guys. You can obviously stash either one, but if you have to pay, if you have to like, outbid somebody else to get them then don't do it keep your money right i mean if if one of these guys claims 65 to 75 percent of the backfield work then they'll probably be in the rb3 mix in our rankings every week just because you know we know what the running back landscape looks like if you have someone that's getting 15 or so touches per game they're going to be usable to some extent but um there's going to be no no upside to, to either of these guys what we should get in carolina is a little bit of lavisca chenault mixed into the backfield Ooh. picture <laughs> that'd be fine i mean D- dj Moore too like i think i think it's at least a slight bump up for him like these targets have to go somewhere again mccaffrey had seen 25 percent of the panthers targets you know dj Moore sitting at like a 24 percent like he-, he should flirt with a 30 percent target share the rest of the way i don't know what that's going to mean to his fantasy value but you know we'll we'll continue to keep an eye on it i think if they get you know darnold in there that might actually 
uh, be an upgrade too over what they've had so far. Yeah, so you can't even say that with a straight face. That's how <laughs> bad it is with Carolina. It's like, oh, maybe Sam Darnold can help. Right. We got four percent. We got forty percent target share coming DJ Moore's way. It's going to either be right at the line of scrimmage or sailing over his head out of bounds. But at least the yeah. opportunities are going to be there for our numbers. <laughs> yeah. What one final note I wanted to make? Uh, I just, uh, Ian Rafford went on NFL Network this morning and said the, the last two teams in the mix for McCaffrey were the Niners and the Rams. So the, the Rams are in the market for a running back. Um, I, I'd already been saying Daryl Henderson is a seller right now. I just don't believe in him or that running game. Um, but I don't know, you know, maybe the Rams go out now and trade for Kareem Hunt or Dearness Johnson or, you know, one of these other teams that can afford to give away a running back. So we'll, we'll see where that goes over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I would bet that the Rams were in the market for Christian McCaffrey as opposed to a running back, though. I, I, I don't I don't personally see Kareem Hunt or Dearness Johnson or whatever else is even available as a David Montgomery as an upgrade over Daryl Henderson. Um, but, you know, I, I guess we'll see what they do. Yeah, I think it would just be if they if they add another guy and Henderson doesn't get you know eighty percent of the backfield work, then you know he's he's not going to be very useful. And by the way, we I don't think we specifically mentioned it, but these Panthers have the Bucks this week. Not a spot where we wanted to bet on Panthers running backs anyway, so it makes it even easier to not go out of your way to include Deont- Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard or Chuba Hubbard in your fantasy plans for this week. Yeah, thirteen point two five point implied total. So that's, that's going like to do it for this special, this, that'll do it for this special edition of the podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com. Now you can see exactly where all these guys have landed in the week seven rankings for this week. We can't, we will be back later today with our DFS shows to talk about whether any of these guys factor into those plans, our normal Friday podcasting. Um, and we'll see if there are any more trades, Jared, that we have to come on here and do these emergency pods to break down going forward. I kind of hope they do. I like this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's fun. I feel like you know we're, like, we're covering the NBA with these blockbuster deals. <laughs> That's right. All right, some more blockbusters NFL. We want. We want to see Cam Akers go to Kansas City. Um, we want to see other guys go other places. I can't even project him at the moment. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Get him out of New York. <laughs> that was it. that one. I chuckled at as I was at my daughter's soccer game last night. I was like, oh, this guy's in his second season. He's already like, hey, yeah. I'm not getting the ball <laughs> enough. Trade right. me. Like, who do you think you are, Randy Moss? Come on, man. <laughs> Steve at Whiteouts. <laughs> All right. We'll get back to the grind now. I'll be back on the DFS shows later today. Thank you for joining us.